Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back and relax while we chat about what is happening up in the stars above for this last Monday in February. Right now, almost two months have gone from 2024. It always seems to happen, doesn't it? That time just speeds up and flies along as we're... Um, <laughs> anticipating what's happening every day of this year. Uh, hopefully you all had a great weekend, especially with the moon full in the sign of Virgo. How much work did you all get done? How much perfection did you create in your life over the weekend? That would be a good question to ask everybody. Let me know in the chat below. Uh, if you're on Facebook or on YouTube, you can make comments. Let me know how things are going for you. Um, so I had an interesting full moon. So, of course, I think on Friday I was talking about how frustrated I was with technology because of a snafu that happened during my broadcast or my webinar on Thursday, right? And these kinds of episodes or these kinds of things that happen really upset my balance, right? It makes my alter ego, uh, Gemini, bad mama half really get upset. And so I'm talking about that, right? So uh, Saturday morning, uh, and I get up early, no matter what day it is, like, I try to sleep in on a Saturday or on a Sunday, and it just doesn't happen. So I was up at 630 on uh, Saturday morning. And um, I started doing some of the things I usually do on a Saturday morning. I catch up on one of my games that I love to play. And all of a sudden, I just put the game down after Terry got up and he he sleeps in a little longer than me. He came in and I just started talking all about the whole issue that I'm having and blah, 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 right? I got to the point where I was so upset. I was like reliving every moment of it. And I put my game down and I stood up and I I said, oh my God, it's 7.05 a.m. The full moon is in 25 minutes. That full moon is on top of my natal Pluto. That is what's happening for me. It's a huge transformation opportunity, right? It, boom, stopped me in my tracks of bitching and moaning about what had happened and got me into, okay, how do I transform this situation? Now, I still wasn't happy about it. I still wasn't up in an excitement like, oh, yay, let's transform. No, that's not where I went. But I, I recognized I was, you know, spouting and creating this atmosphere of energy that was just building and, you know, not helping matters. So then I decided to come in and clean my desk. Always a good idea because, you know, I, over time my desk just piles up. And one of the things that I'd been thinking about doing for a long time was um, this drawer here next to me is filled with books. Like I must have, I must have had 20 of them, 20 books like these, um, these like journals, right? Look at this journal, right? And they're filled, right, with stuff that I've written and stuff that I've done. And I still, it's funny, I still have a pile of about 10 of them. Um, and I started reading through, sometimes they're journals where I'm writing about what I'm feeling at the moment. Sometimes they're ideas. Sometimes they are outlines for shows, right? That I used those books all the time for outlines. And so it was really interesting to, <coughs> excuse me, to go back through all of that 
And what I saw was disturbing at best because I saw going all the way back to 2011, that's how far back I've been doing these journals, I was having the same problems. I really wanted to insert expletive there, but because, uh, you know, I don't want any bangs on my <laughs> on my record with YouTube. I have been writing about for, what is that, 20, almost 20 years? 10, no, 10 years. I don't know, 12 years, 14 years, whatever it is, about the same issues, not necessarily technologically based, but the same feelings I've been feeling about not being heard, not being seen, uh, trying to gain traction in a world uh, where, you know, business is the, is the king. I have been going through these same emotions, these same issues, these same challenges and problems for years. Well, that pissed me off, right? That just made me go, oh my God. You know, no wonder people in the outer world are crazy and anxious and uh, overwhelmed because they too are dealing with their same problems. I want to ask you all, are you still dealing with some of the problems, challenges, shadow energies, fears that you've been dealing with for lots of years, maybe half your life. 2011 goes back to when I was 50. So that was 12 years ago. I even had entries back in 2003 and 2004 and 2005, where I am still talking about the same problems, but just in a different way. It was actually more difficult then, apparently, because I would, I was really, really on a roll in those years. <laughs> so then that just, started me giggling at myself, right? You know, nothing like taking yourself so seriously and taking life so seriously that you are repeating the same things, almost the same verbiage that I have. Like, I don't share with you all the same level of stuff, but I have two daughters and we have a group that we talk about things and I have been repeating these same things. So it was an opportunity, this full moon, a full moon of releasing, of completion, of maybe revelation, which I think I had all three that day, that it was time to let some things go. Now, I'm still not sure what the heck it all means, right? There's, you know, always going to be that, you know, why am I repeating this pattern? That, that I think is just a part of human nature, perhaps, or it's a part of our uh, getting through these times that we are in that we find quite challenging, whether it's in your personal life, your business life, your real personal relationships, um, health, wherever it is, look at the patterns. I was shocked. I was absolutely like dumbstruck, right? As a Gemini, I had no words <laughs> except for WTF. <laughs> If you know what that means, right, then you can fill in the blanks about what those words meant. So in a way, it was cathartic. I was able to rip out pages that I didn't want. And I shredded a whole bunch of stuff. Like I filled my shredder bucket up twice in going through all this stuff. But it felt really good. It felt really good. Now, can I say that I'm totally transformed and healed from that issue? No, 
I wish, I wish, because I just know the next time my technology goes down or the next time I feel like I'm not getting enough sales, I'm going to go back to the same document probably or same uh, behavior and document my frustration in the journal of whatever. And I noticed another pattern that I have been playing with. And I, t I am only telling you guys these things. I mean, this is so personal in some ways, but as a way to make you hopefully see that you're not alone in going through what you're going through, whatever that might be, but also that your own frustrations kind of maybe have a universal tone that people are feeling. So what I noticed about myself in all of this, going all the way back to 2003, 2004, 2005, is that as soon as the bleep gets thick, gets problematic, I want to give up on myself. I take it all personally and I want to give up. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. Right. Is that the universe is telling me to get the hell out, right? Not out of life, but out of business. Right. Or, um, you know, it's a pattern I saw back in, let's see, what year was it when I did this one? Uh, I decided that I had been much more successful when I worked for other people um, than I was in my own business, right? I got all kinds of awards, national awards, uh, state awards, um, management awards. I mean, literally, I was like the award queen. Made good money, made good commissions. And I was young, right? I was like one of the youngest sales managers in the company I was working for. I was, I was up there. And then I'm comparing that to the times now where it's like, who am I? Does anybody really know me? <laughs> right? <laughs> so many astrologers out there have millions of followers and I have a thousand or 1200 or whatever it is. Right? So I'm feeling very much on myself about not being seen, heard, recognized, valued. <sighs> wow. It's a big theme. And I think, you know, wherever things are going on in your own life, think back. Where's the theme repeating over and over and over? Because this is your opportunity to break the pattern. Now, I'm not saying tomorrow I'm going to have millions of followers. I don't know that I really want those. If I was really honest with myself, um, I don't know that I could carry all that weight of people wanting, demanding my time. That's my honest look. But the outer world always tells us something else. Like I should have you know, thousands upon thousands of people that are following me. But that outer world isn't what's really going on for you, right? It's not your truth. So this is our opportunity then to also bring in our own authenticity, right? The whole Chiron and Aries, uh, the North Node moving through Aries has been all about finding your identity, finding your identity, right? Our individual identities so that we can proceed forward in our unique way, right? In a way that is meant for you. I'm not, ne I'm not necessarily meant to be the one that draws in millions of people, apparently. If I was, it would be happening. It's not. So either I accept that and work within the limits and boundaries. Oh my God, I'm so Saturn in this moment. And my Saturn sits at the gate of, of limitation in human design. <laughs> then I can be at peace with what I do. 
right? That's the key. And what are you needing to be at peace with what's going on in your own lives? Sometimes the moon is on top of a planet that can literally change your life. And for me, this weekend was that one. Now, am I thinking, oh, yeah, this is all behind me and I'm never going to have a moment again? I wish. (laughs) But chances are something will trigger me. But I now remember that this is part of a pattern and I can make different choices about how to handle the pattern. (laughs) That's the whole thing, right? You have choices. Always there are choices. And what you choose to do in any one of those moments is the important thing right? I can choose to stamp my feet and throw a tantrum and be upset. Or I can choose to go, hmm, I see this pattern. And I'm going to change this pattern. Because you always have the choices. That's the cool thing. All right. So let's say good morning to everybody before I launch into everything that I need to talk about today, because there's quite a bit. Uh, Good morning, JLo. I saw you out there first. She says, good morning, tribe. Debbie Tibbetts to me. Hello. Definitely hit the like button. Thank you, Debbie, for the reminder. If you are on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Please do that and also share with your friends. Good morning, Joan. Good morning, Julie. It's good to see you. Teddy, good morning to you. And he says, just had a dream of you. And funny thing, TJ, I had a dream of you. In my dream, you were giving clothes away to Terry and giving him... um, like a deck of cards or something. It was really weird. I'm like, how did you show up in my dream doing that? Uh, Pam Zaruba, OMG, the cycle of 2016 is coming up again. This time I refused to get drug into the drama, but still had to observe it through the eyes of the family. I'm so glad I'm not alone in bringing all of this up because, um, you know, it can be lonely sometimes when you are going through something, right? And who do you talk to about it? Right. I talked to my daughters and I told them, look, I have 20 years on you to learn from me. <laughs> Don't take this into your 60s. Learn now <laughs> what you need to do. Uh, Christine, good morning uh, to you. She says, was just listening to the Supreme Court live stream debating free speech, First Amendment. Very interesting and also concerning. Interesting timing, Christine, as today or this week and right now leading up to it are the uh, planets Mercury and the Sun and Saturn all coming into a conjunction in Pisces. And literally communication seems to be a theme of these three. And how are we going to, at how, how do we limit speech, but also how do we embrace this idea of free speech perfectly in alignment? Um, I had a shirt on inside out and backwards. When I pointed it out, you turned around to take it off. As you rolled it up, you said, I am Batman. Okay, thanks, TJ. (laughs) Pam Zaruba, award-winning mentor to the Astro family. Thank you so much, Uh, Pam. Asa, good morning to you. Christine says, I've read, never compare yourself to others. Those are wise words, but unfortunately, we do. Raise your hand if you have never compared yourself to another person. It's a universal thing, right? We do it. I mean, it's like a way that we can see each other right? We can, by looking outside of us, we see the reflection of who we are and, you know, what, yeah. But comparing yourself to others is not the good part. Uh, Okay. Asa said, and they both conjuncting my Jupiter in my fifth house. So you have a lot of potential growth 
going on as you release some kind of wound around being creative. Hmm. I think that works. Good morning, Terry Strauss. She says, you are where you need to be at this moment. Let go surrender. It took me 13 years to get to 2K followers. Uh, but, you know, I've been doing this for lots of years, lots of years. And I mean, you know, there are some things that I've done too that need to be um, rethought of, you know, like I have turned my nose up to social media with the exception of posting my YouTube and posting my, um, to Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. And I did that because during the time of COVID, it was so noisy and so ridiculous out there, right? People slamming people, you know, feeling like it was okay to tell someone that you're an idiot because you won't get a shot or that you're an idiot because you got a shot. It was too much, right? It was just too much. So I pulled away and didn't want to get into the drama. And unfortunately, I think that has had a negative impact on me in terms of business. So that's something I've been thinking about as well. Like, how do I reestablish that? But I am only one person. It's hard to do all of that plus do the work that I want to do. So how do I find a way? I don't know. I'll find a way. Uh, LS says, hello, everyone. Love this channel. Gratitude for what I have and where I am is always my magic elixir. I do remember that often, LS, but it's hard to do that when you're in the midst of a Plutoan debacle. I'll call it that. Uh, Linda Crouch. Hello, Crouch Dennis. Glad to be with you again. I hope you are feeling better. We all have sent you some healing vibes when you were in the hospital. I hope you're doing better. Good morning, Tylin or Jacqueline. I always want to say you're Tylin, but that's just your email. And Christine, YouTube shorts have led me to view channels and it may work for you. Probably, probably. It's maybe a good thing. Okay, good. Well, it's good to have you all. And for those of you who aren't on the uh, chat, if you're listening, welcome. And I'm so glad you're here. Um, today, we're going to talk about the transits for the week ahead. I, I mean, the biggest news this week is about transits, right? There's no big planets moving into or out of signs. There is um, this feeling that these inner planets are dancing with us in a way to create a pathway forward. And I like that, right? These are conjunctions of planets with a couple of other little things going on. But before we get there, let's talk about the moon. The moon this morning, uh, as soon as I pulled the chart, was at zero degrees of Libra. So we are all feeling this shift out of Virgo in uh, work and practicality and uh, getting, you know, things perfected into Libra energy, which is much more relationship oriented, beautifying and harmonizing energy. So today brings that harmonizing influence to our emotions and also to our relationships. Now, as the moon moves through the sign of Libra for the next couple of days, um, it imbues us with a sort of energy of wanting more about fairness and diplomacy cooperation, co-creation, right? Those collaboration, those are the three C's I always think of for Libra, cooperation, collaboration, and co-creation. And emotionally, this transit sort of asks us to seek peace and harmony within ourselves, 
but also in our interactions with the world around us or with the people in our lives. So during this time, during this moon transit, we might be more inclined to compromise, to seek a way to, to negotiate things and come out with something fair. Um, we might find common ground in order to find a solution on a conflict. There was something else I saw this morning. Uh, Christine, uh, breaking news, Hungary approves Sweden's long-delayed NATO bid, removing final obstacle to Alliance's historic expansion. So there's something there too. That's been a long time of negotiation. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, right, we're seeing the ability to negotiate and then the outcome of that negotiation, of that ability to come to some kind of meeting of the minds. All right, so cool stuff there. Now, the transit also has an aesthetic component to it. And by transit, I mean the moon moving through the sign of Libra. And that's because Libra rules beauty and harmony and peace. It, it rules the beautifying of something or the beautifulness of something, right? The appreciation of art or music and other forms of expression that uplift our spirits, right? To, that make us feel good. Like looking this morning outside and seeing these big white puffy clouds and the sun shining on them. It was just so startlingly beautiful and startlingly bright, right? So having an appreciation for how nature also can create this beauty as soon as we tap into it, then we get imbued with that feeling of uh, surrounding ourselves with emotional goodness or emotional harmony, that kind of thing. Now, there's also the, the more negative side, let's call it, of, of the moon moving through Libra. And it can be uh, a place where we become more sensitive, but sensitive to imbalance in our lives or in our relationships, a sense of injustice or it's not fair, right? That can be happening. We could be particularly attuned to the situations in our lives where we find fairness is lacking or where there's discord in our relationships. So it's a good time for all of us when the moon is in Libra to kind of address the underlying tensions in our relationships and try to find equitable, that's a good sign, that's a good word, equitable, the balancing of the scales for Libra and energy and for all parties involved, finding that path of, of common interest. In matters of love and romance, Libra is ruled by Venus. So we have the relationship component, which is about love, about romance. Uh, we want to seek deeper connection. And we sort of yearn for this intimacy in our relationships. And by that, I just mean being willing to be vulnerable with one another and to be able to share from our deepest hearts with one another. And that can extend to all of your relationships, not necessarily just a significant other, but to all of your family, your friends, and that type of thing. Uh, the trans the the moon transiting through Libra sort of encourages us to express affection toward one another openly, right? Not just in our heads thinking how much I really enjoy that person in my life, but really telling that person. Uh, I reached out to my niece this morning because I knew she had a job interview and it was a difficult day for her because she's having to leave my sister, her mother, uh, in the hospital recuperating from the hip surgery that she had uh, to go home for this interview. So just a kindness, a kindness. I said, 
good luck today on your interview. And I don't always speak to this niece just because we our lives went in different directions. Uh, but nurture those bonds. The moon in Libra can be such a great place for us to do that. And reaching out to people that might need just a kind word, a generous uh, moment of your time. So overall, the transit of the moon through Libra is an invitation to us to embrace diplomacy, kindness, compassion, beauty, emotional equanimity or equitable relationships, fairness. That way we find greater peace and fulfillment in our lives, in our personal relationships, in our work relationships, right, all around us. Um, and we strive for balance and harmony in everything that we do, our relationships, our surroundings, etc. And the moon is literally in Libra until, let's take a look here, until Wednesday morning, no, Wednesday evening, I'm sorry, um, 7.09 p.m. my time, so 10 p.m. essentially for the East Coast when it shifts out of Libra and into Scorpio, shifting that energy from this peaceful, harmonizing kind of energy into the intensity and the depth and the uh, emotional uh, transformational energy of Scorpio. So later in the week, we have some more intensity coming, but for these few days, enjoy the peace, right? Enjoy the beauty. All right. Uh, let's see. Other questions? Uh, new comments down toward the bottom. There we go. Um, yeah, that is sweet. It's an auntie. It's funny because when I was born, I had two sisters, one that was 18 and one that was 16, I believe, or 15 when I was born. So I have these two older sisters. And as they started to have kids, I became an aunt, right? At a very young age, I was maybe two or three when my oldest sister had her first baby. So my nieces and nephew uh, from my those two sisters are all like close to my age. I am the oldest one, but they're in their late 50s. Um, Jeff even turned 60 this year. So it's like they they're close to my age. So it's weird to be their aunt when I really feel like we're probably more like cousins <laughs> age wise. But anyway, it's just fun relationships. And their kids now are like my great nieces and nephews. So I've been a great aunt for quite a while as well. And I would guess, oh, yes, I guess I'm a great aunt, great, great aunt even. Ooh, I'll have to check that one out. So there's something else going on today that I want to talk about. Mostly this week is about transits and how planets come together and the relationships that they create. So this is probably a good day for you to have your astrology chart in front of you. Um, we'll also talk some human design. Uh, but today we actually have a very powerful transit between Mars in Aquarius and his square to Jupiter in Taurus. Now, it, this is a dynamic coming together of these two planets, even if it's a square, right? It creates some tension. There may be some obstacles or things that you have to overcome, but it's a very dynamic coming together of these two. And it influences how motivated we are to take action, to make change, to expand, grow, right? Embracing that bigger, wider world or the idea or concept of the expansion of consciousness or the expansion of what you do in the world, right? Your actions that you take. Now, Mars and Aquarius represents, of course, the assertiveness, the courage, and the drive to take action. 
and also in Aquarius because it's an air sign and it's an air sign uh, that's related to innovation and invention and dependence and uh, humanitarianism, then Mars in, in Aquarius tends to express his energy of action in unconventional ways, right? T seeking freedom and seeking progress through inventiveness and forward thinking and in approaches that are futuristic or looking, you know, down for the long run, right? That's what Mars is doing here. Now, Jupiter in Taurus, and Jupiter has uh, is the symbolizing of expansion and growth and optimism, seeing the bigger picture. And Taurus, where Jupiter has been for almost a year now, right? Almost a year. Uh, Taurus is an earth sign, and that's associated with our stability, our, our ability to be secure, to be practical, and find or seek material comfort. So Jupiter here in Taurus has been seeking growth and abundance through tangible, grounded means, right? Not just willy-nilly, but really being grounded and practical and emphasizing security and prosperity, right? It's been interesting with Jupiter and Taurus because that expansive nature has to be put to work in practical ways, right? And it's not necessarily easy for Jupiter to do that. So, but it, it has been something that we've all been working on. So when we have Mars and Aquarius squaring Jupiter and Taurus, our key themes tend to be around a conflict between freedom on one hand and stability on the other. Right. So the square aspect always brings up the tension and, you know, kind of challenges us to overcome the obstacle, to go with the flow around, above, over, under, all those kinds of things. And it that tension then becomes between freedom and independence, which is the Aquarian uh, terms, and the need for stability and security that are more about Taurian themes. So we have sort of this need to find a way to have both, right? How do we create both? And we as individuals experiencing this may feel torn between pursuing our own unique path ahead um, and adhering to sort of the established structures and responsibilities that we've made or created for ourselves in our lives. So we're torn. We're torn in two. It's interesting because I was feeling this on Saturday, I think, as well, uh, as I was chatting with one of my daughters and I'm telling her, I really feel like I am a true Gemini in one sense, because I have this one twin that's very outgoing and gregarious and social and wants to be out in the world. Um, but it is finding its other twin that is more introverted and quiet, doesn't want to be seen, <laughs> wants to hold back. I mean, right? these themes right here embodying this idea of innovation and freedom and moving forward with the other part of ourself that's saying, okay, but we have to be stable and secure. How do we manage both? So Mars squaring Jupiter can also stimulate for us this impulsiveness or risk-taking behaviors, right? Because in order to, you know how it is when you're frustrated, what you want to do is take action. And you know, we feel like perhaps that if we take some kind of action, move somewhere, do something, that we're going to feel better. It's going to relieve us of the tension that we're feeling inside, right? So we might have a tendency during a transit like this to overestimate our ability to do something um, or to take on more than we can actually 
handle in our lives, maybe too much according to the timeline we have, to our skill ability, that kind of thing. Um, or any, you know, take on too much more than what could be real realistically handled by us, right? So we have to watch that during this time. So we may feel compelled in some ways to push our boundaries. And we need to be careful with that. We want to seek new experiences. And I think we have to really have an intelligent thought about boundaries during this time. Mars is in Pisces. I mean, Mars is in Aquarius, right? So there's this feeling of like, I need to push the boundaries. Jupiter in Taurus is like, let's, I'm, I'm comfortable here in this, in this neighborhood. <laughs> I'm comfortable here with these boundaries. So we have to find a way to work through that. And it means, you know, in some ways we have to um, encounter obstacles and to uh, encounter challenges in order to be able to move through both of these energies. Now, despite the potential of the conflict, these are expansive an energies. And the square aspect between Mars and Jupiter in this case really amplifies our enthusiasm and our excitement to do new things, right? You guys might feel this energy of wanting to do, wanting to go, wanting to expand. Um, but that can lead us to overconfidence, overstating what's possible. So we have to balance those things. We want optimism, we want confidence, but we, and we do need to push boundaries somewhat to get to where we want to go, but we don't want to go too far too fast. Right. So we kind of have to have our foot on the gas and our our foot on the brake just a bit. You're right. Two steps forward, one step back, but you're still one step ahead. OK. Also, challenges in getting the uh, plan implemented, putting it out there. There's we're fostering an, a sense of growth and expansion. Jupiter themes through practical means. Right. Taurus themes. And then Mars and Aquarius may struggle with the implementation of plans because it prefers the unconventional, which might be no plan, right? It prefers the experimental approach. Let's see what happens if, and it can lead to frustrations and setbacks possibly if the actions that we take are not grounded in practicality. So we have to be both. We have to find a balance between um, Mars's adventurous energy, its go-getter energy, and Jupiter's stabilizing influence in the sign of Taurus, right? We need both. So we need to harness our enthusiasm, and we need to be creative in innovative ways, but sustainable ways. Right. It has to be sustainable. And then that means we're vi we're blending our vision of what could be with the practical steps, the practical forward motion, balancing those two. And even if you take steps and it blows up on you, you're still learning. Right. You're learning by taking risks. Um, despite the potential for the challenges in here, the Mars square Jupiter aspect can really be a valuable learning experience for us as we take steps outside of our comfort zone. Maybe even if we just dip the toe, you know, in something in something new. Um, so it encourages us to take calculated risks. 
not just risk for the sake of risk, but a calculated risk, and then learn from our mistakes, adapt a new approach, right? And then that leads us down the road to long-term success. That is, after all, what this is all about. And success doesn't mean, it, it means different things to different people. Keep that in mind. But is success to me is different for you, is different for your next door neighbor, right? Okay. Now, this can affect us in different areas of our lives, depending on, and different by different areas of your lives, I mean, for example, the different houses that you might have it in, right? Where is Mars in your, where is Aquarius in your chart? And where is Taurus in your chart? What houses? That's going to tell you the area of your life that are coming into uh, this particular kind of confrontation, if you will, or conflict, perhaps, or the need to, um, merge through the square in a way that is growth oriented. So personal growth, this is a, a time for personal growth, inspired personal growth. Um, we may be encouraged to step outside of our comfort zone. Some of us might be encouraged to slow down and stop going too far beyond the comfort zone, right? Maybe there is no comfort zone. It's just all, I'm a free and I'll just go do whatever I want, wherever I want, with whomever I want. And that can also lead to its own kind of problems. So it's time for expanding our horizons and embracing opportunities for learning, um, adventure, exploration, but also keeping somewhat stable in that process. Now, career and um, ambition. Mars square Jupiter can fuel ambition and drive, absolutely fuel it, motivating us to do more, to, um, you know, seek goals, create goals, maybe first, seek the resolution to those goals, right, moving ahead. But we also have to remember that each of us does that in a different way. So you, it's also an invitation to, to understand your human design so that you are creating in the correct way for you, right? And if you don't know what I mean by that, it might be time for a human design reading so that you understand how you yourself are designed to create and to make decisions and to move ahead in your own life relationships. This can uh, also uh, impact our relationships. And in a way, the impact here is where we are desirous of more freedom for independence and wanting to expand without restraint. But we have partners in our lives, maybe they're business partners, maybe they're your significant others, and they might have differing priorities or differing values. How do we work together, right? So open communication and compromise perhaps might be essential for navigating the challenges and helping you to find common ground. So relationships, career, and personal growth are the primary areas where Mars squaring Jupiter is impacting all of us. And if I were to put that in houses, for example, I would say first house, 10th house, seventh house, right? Relationships are the seventh house. Career and ambition is the 10th house. Personal growth, first house. So look to those parts of your chart. What's going on there? 
what planets do you have there? And then also look at Aquarius and um, Taurus and see what's going on there, because that's technically where Mars and Jupiter are. So to bring this all together, then there is this dynamic interplay going on between growth and expansion into uniqueness and uh, unconventional ways of being that are also needing to be balanced by restraint in some way um, and boundaries, creating of boundaries, honoring of boundaries, uh, pushing boundaries, perhaps if you've been too stuck in some place. And while there are these challenges presented to us during this time, it also op offers up the opportunity for growth and finding a harmonious balance in our lives, just to bring in the moon here within Libra, um, harmonizing opposing forces, perhaps, right? Fun stuff. Uh, okay. Any questions about that? Please go ahead and put your questions in the post. Um, do, 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 end to the future. Thumbs up, people. Help out. Thank you. I don't know who that is, but thank you. JLo says, ha ha, I have nieces and nephews older than me. My little sister does as well. Um, my daddy was 59 going on 60 when I was born. So uh, he had done some populating of the planet already. Um, so that's kind of fun. Christine says Taurus rising and south node first and Aquarius 10th. So, so you definitely have this focused on goals and aspirations, um, a vision that might be something that um, is, is unique to you. Um, also Chiron there, Yauza Libra Vertex in the 6th. That's interesting. The vertex is an interesting thing to me. One day, maybe we'll take a look deeper at the vertex. There's a vertex and an anti-vertex. Not sure I would use the anti-vertex, but I do put the vertex in everybody's chart. And I do that because it's kind of this sensitive point that... Um, gets triggered by transiting planets. And often it is because of the appearance of someone in your life, a, a mentor, perhaps a coach or um, someone who triggers you in some way. And it could be a positive trigger, you know, some excitement about growing perhaps, but it can also be someone who challenges you in some way. So it's always kind of interesting to look at what's going on with the vertex of someone's chart. Um, JLo says, I have the 12th in Taurus and Aquarius in the ninth. So you have, well, so you're kind of squaring the principles of growth and expansion themselves in the ninth house with the 12th house's caution, right? So you have caution, you have perhaps fears or blocks or boundaries that are too tight, but also maybe too loose. You got to look at that and see how that might help you um, get through this time. Okay, I have so much more to talk about. So let's move on, shall we? Um, thank you guys for sharing, though. I love that. Um, now, the, the next big thing for this week is on the 28th. If you guys have the calendar from me from the new year, you saw that the 28th is likely a red day. Red just means, okay, there's something big going on. We got to pay attention. And the big thing going on is a Mercury, Sun, Saturn conjunction, which we sort of saw in the full moon on Saturday, right? We already had those planets within eight degrees of one another. And now they're just getting tighter. 
right? The, they're moving closer and closer into this sort of conjunction. Now, I don't think the three of them actually come into an exact conjunction, but they seem to synchronize the conjunction with Mercury coming into conjunction with the sun and then the sun coming into conjunction or then Mercury coming into conjunction with Saturn and then the sun coming into conjunction with Saturn. So it's like one boom, 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 but all within the same day, all within hours of one another. So for intents and purposes of the energetic signature, there is definitely this conjunction of these three planets. Now, they're aligning in the sign of Pisces, and that creates a powerful configuration for us that increases our imagination, perhaps, uh, our uh, visionary qualities, uh, our need for more stability, you know, stabilizing those visions and bringing them into reality. So let's break this down a bit, right? So Mercury represents communication, intellect, our thought processes, so the mind, right, the mind, and the sun, symbolizing our vitality, our ego energies, uh, our core identity, right, whatever that sign is, is your core identity. And Saturn always signifies discipline, responsibility, limitations, boundaries, right, boundaries, playing in the playpen kind of thing. And in Pisces, these three planets tend to bring up sensitivity, intuition, imagination, uh, empathy, creativity, and spirituality. It can also bring on dreaminess, idealism, and the desire to transcend, right, to transcend the limitations in our lives. So the key themes bringing these three planets together here is integrating communication and identity right? First off, right there, the big deal. When Mercury, the Sun, and Saturn all conjunct in Pisces, that communication, vitality, and structure and form kind of come together. They're fused, right? That's what a conjunction is. It's fused, a fusing of. But there's an issue here because the Sun, being the brightest light in our solar system, can burn the energy of the other two planets coming into the conjunction. So we might not see the need for communication or a different way of communicating. We might not see the need for structure and form in the same way that we would normally see it because there's this thing called Kazemi. And that's where um, planets come into this tight conjunction with the sun and they're not seen clearly. It's almost like, you know, they disappear into the glare of the sun. So we have to be more mindful. We have to purposely be more mindful about the impact of our words and the impact of our actions, how it impacts our stability or our security or our foundation. Let's think of it that way. Not just security or stability, but the foundation, right? We have to balance idealism. That's so Piscean, right? Piscean. And realism, so Saturn. <laughs> so we have to balance that theme. Pisces encourages us to dream and to imagine while Saturn says, okay, what are you going to do about it? What are the steps you're going to take? Is that realistic? Can that really happen? So this conjunction is prompting us to find a balance between our ideals and then the practical considerations of reality. If you hold the dream up here, but you never take any action, they'd never come true. It just stays up in the ideals, right? There's that 
So it's time for us to really pursue our dreams by taking action. That is what this says, right? Pretty much. Um, we have to use determination. We have to use discipline to move forward, but we also need to stay grounded and realistic. So imagination, grounded and realistic, right? Grounding in our ideals. We could look at it that way. Now, Mercury's influence here enhances our ability to think deeply um, and to communicate with depth and with nuance. You know, what's what's behind the words, right? Kind of almost a poetic feel to it in Pisces, right? It's time for us to have profound insights. I had profound insights on Saturday like you won't believe, right? That's the power of the moon on top of your natal Saturn, or excuse me, your natal Pluto in a full moon situation, right? The power in this is for everybody now to be able to nuance their imagination, their ideas, and what practical actions you'll need to take in order to bring it in, to do something about it, okay? Um, commitment to self-expression. The sun's presence in the conjunction here really emphasizes the importance of us being true to ourselves, um, expressing, expressing our true identity, um, express, expressing your true self in an authentic way, a way that's right for you without taking into consideration what other people want of you, right? Being you. And it encourages us to take ownership of our ideas, of our beliefs, of our values, and then to communicate them with clarity to others, right? And conviction, even if it's having to express it to yourself with clarity and conviction, right? It's possible, right? The aha moment, something you didn't see clearly before during the full moon, suddenly it comes upon you. And now it's time to communicate that with clarity and consciousness and conviction, right? You may not have to tell it to the world like I just did, but you could certainly tell it to yourself. Now, Saturn's influence here, of course, adds structure and discipline to our creative energies. It really... You know, creative energies without Saturn can be very just imaginative and creative without bringing the creativity into the planet or into, you know, anything grounded. It helps us to channel our imagination energy into the tangible, the the real, right, uh, form. And that could be through art, through writing, through music, through any other kind of creative thing, right? Um, the conjunction here fosters discipline a disciplined approach to our creative, uh, to our creativity, to our creative imagination. And uh, that helps us, enables us to manifest our creative energy, uh, our, our vision in practical ways, right? So practicality is big here. Wisdom and insight with Mercury, the sun and Saturn aligning in Pisces, there's the potential for some profound wisdom to bust in as insight, the aha moment, the intuitive boom, got to go this way, got to do that. That's what this has been telling me. So it's time for introspection and self-reflection, surely, um, spiritual growth. As we delve into these deeper parts of our subconscious and we connect to um, the universal truths, perhaps, in this. I mean, these are big words that I'm saying here, but these are distinctly possible because Pisces is the sign of universalism. It's the sign of spirit, right? Spirit meeting the body. 
um, both fishes, right? One fish swimming in the unconscious while the other fish is swimming in the conscious. And they are constantly on the journey, right? They're swimming through all of that all the time. Uh, so wisdom and insight, huge. And that insight can help you transcend your limitations, the places where you're stuck. Um, Long-term planning, possible here, right? Saturn's influence encourages us certainly to plan, to form a strategic approach to our goals and our dreams. Our objectives need to be realistic. So Saturn's presence here helping us with that. And that means that this conjunction of Mercury, Sun, and Saturn, all in the sign of Pisces, is offering us an opportunity to significantly grow personally, you know, personal growth, self-awareness. Um, it's a time to explore your inner depths, uh, to confront your fears, to confront your limitations, and emerge, emerge, right? Come out of the cocoon and emerge. Your creative expression is impacted here because this alignment really is about disciplined creativity and innovative thinking, blending them together and then taking steps. Uh, it's a period for exploring what your ideas are and how you would make them manifest. Communication and relationships also here because there's a focus on authenticity and depth and responsible communication. Relationships relationship communication that's responsible. It's time for honesty and it's time for meaningful conversations and a commitment to building genuine connection with others, right? That's the big deal. All right. Now, all of this, by the way, is taking place in gate 37 in human design, right? So we got to look at the gate 37 before we leave today. And the gate 37 is the gate of harmony and peace. And it is the ability for us to bring or to negotiate a balanced um, expression of emotions. 37 sits on the solar plexus. So it's the center for emotional energy. And we're really learning about emotional energy and its right use, right? So this is associated, 37 is, gate 37, with meditation maybe, negotiation, um, conflict, not meditation, mediation, negotiation, conflict resolution that seeks to create harmony, right? I think the whole idea of some of the news stories, the one Christine brought us and then the, the one I was talking about is about the, the outpicturing of peace, perhaps, or harmony that's created when we come to some kind of negotiated agreement, right? A negotiation. So we're encouraged with Sun, Mercury, Saturn at gate 37 to find common ground with one another, to bridge differences, um, to find a way for cooperation, collaboration, and co-creation, and understanding among groups or individuals within the groups, right? So harmonizing communication is the big theme. Um, and there's a strong emphasis on, on the words that create harmony instead of the words that trigger conflict, right? You've heard that saying, them's fighting words, let's avoid those and instead create more peaceful words that re resolves conflicts through dialogue, um, through understanding, right? That's 
the key of the 37. Um, authentic self-expression, big here, right? Being your true self, speaking authentically, having a structured approach perhaps to conflict resolution, doing it with having a mediator perhaps or a negotiator um, that is helpful to resolve the conflicts. We have to be patient in that. This calls up our need for patience uh, and a commitment to finding those long-lasting solutions for ourselves personally or in our relationships or in the greater, wider world. And finding common ground. 37 is all about peace and harmony. So creating peaceful environments, perhaps. Uh, finding long-term solutions to um, problems that have been in our world, in our own lives, um, and that impacts our relationships, our professions, right, in the way that we work with the world in our work, um, global dynamics. On a larger scale, this conjunction may really influence global dynamics, encouraging things like diplomacy, like negotiation and cooperation among different countries, finding solutions that lead us to harmony and peace. Um, it promotes harmony and peace and understanding, or if not, it shows us where we are out of alignment with those things and seeks then gives us this opportunity to come back into alignment with peace and harmony. So, phew. All right. That's a lot for one day. I'll let you kind of sit with all of that. Um, I'm not sure there's a whole conversation going here. I, I won't get into that though, but, uh, so remem remember all of these things for this week. I am also on air Wednesday, the 28th, the day of all of this conjunction going on with Tam, where we'll talk about the energy for March. Incredibly, we're looking ahead already at the month of March. That'll be right here at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Living Astrology. And then I'll also be on, on Friday and we'll talk more about the um, energies that are coming up. In the meantime, let's do a card reading for the week ahead. And again, I forgot to drag my cards over here for, so one moment, Bixi. There's your favorite mouse. Uh, let's see, what kind of cards? Let's do a Pleiadian card because that always reminds me of peace, right? It, they, they just feel so peaceful. And, um, yep, I don't, nothing else is calling to me at the moment. So let's see what the Pleiadian wisdom is for us in this card. Uh, okay. So we're looking at a card that will guide us through this week and manifestation, love, trust, and safety through absolute unconditional love. You can manifest anything. That's a beautiful card. That feels good, doesn't it? Gets right to the heart of something. <laughs> All right, let's see what this card's about. And the card is number 13, which is um, kind of the ascension number in the Pleiadian astrology. I don't want evolution. I want manifestation. There we go. So here's the card. 
You have within your power, your choices and your ability, the greatest force for manifestation in the universe, the power of love. It is possible to manifest anything when you are experiencing absolute unconditional love. You have difficulty doing this in the third dimension because you have so many beliefs, thoughts and lower vibration patterns that interfere with your continually being in a higher frequency of unconditional love. Surrender your old beliefs, negative thoughts, judgments, and habitual patterns that prevent you from seeing who you truly are and the power you carry. Elements of trust, safety, and love are all important elements that join together to help you recognize that you have the power to create whatever you want. Trust comes from knowing that you are divine and that together with source, you are always safe and therefore can safely manifest what you need. To manifest what you want, first, clear your fear, because it's not possible to be in unconditional love when you are afraid of anything. Clearing out fear also enhances trust, allowing you to trust in all the possibilities that are available to you. Choose the power of love and use it wisely. When you are experiencing trust and unconditional love, you will always feel safe. True safety is only found in your own heart. Choose love and follow the instructions in your heart rather than following someone else's guidance or giving up your own power. In a place of safety, you gain the confidence to know that you can manifest whatever you need because you are powerful and part of the universe. You are safe. You are trusting. You are living in a field of unconditional love. This is the ultimate path for manifesting anything you need and want. The Universal Energy 13 Integrating. Feelings of trust, safety, and unconditional love allows you to manifest everything. This is the highest form of manifestation. And a beautiful card on top of that. All right. Well, that is it for me this morning. Thank you all for being here. And I sincerely appreciate you. And I will see you Wednesday with Tam and Friday morning here again on Living Astrology. Thank you. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.